Hello, this is Catherine, so I know I need to stop talking. Hello, lovelies, how are we doing? It's been two weeks, I've missed you, but I've missed you for such good reason, because I got to celebrate my 40th, and for any new listeners, last podcast two weeks ago was a bit of a, were we, weren't we, both kids had COVID, I was like, will I get COVID, will Mr. I know I need to stop talking get COVID, will I have to scale down my already scaled down 40th birthday plans? I did not have to, and it was glorious, and more on all of that shortly. But how are you all? Two weeks feels like a long time, I've missed you, I know this is like this weird one-way form of communication that, that that we have but know that I did I did genuinely think of you all and I'm so grateful to all of you for listening to the rambling shite that comes out of my mouth but yeah two weeks two weeks and oh my goodness it's been quite the weekend of football so again for any newer listeners my daughter Beth who is now 11 does anybody else like struggle to adjust in your own head to the fact your children or you have gone up 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 an age I feel like I'm going to take a while to readjust to a, a revised age bracket on those forms that you have to fill in but yeah my daughter Beth is 11 and keen footballer so I've been oh it's just been such a great week a weekend of football not just for her for her whole teams as well so they played yesterday a very closely fought, fought game both teams were absolutely brilliant and for the first time ever with her girls team she was awarded player of the match deservedly so uh, she had a it was 1-1 the game ended and she had a corner and an assist on the goal and it's not all about goals but I'm an unashamed proud parent so I hope you indulge me slightly as I go I'm so proud but all the girls were brilliant and then today playing with her boys team we're literally just back from watching her play with her boys team and they have had a really tough start to the season they've lost like every game for the first four or five games and then they won last week I think they won the week before as well and then today they just smashed it out of the park and I felt desperately sorry for their opponents because we've been those opponents right we've been the losing team and it is soul destroying when you when you start heading closer to, to losing by double figures but Beth's team won 9-0 they all put in such an amazing performance again just let me have my unashamed proud parent moment if, if, if you'll forgive me because they're all absolutely amazing one of Beth's teammates scored four goals he's phenomenal the defense were fantastic the goalkeeper didn't have loads to do it was amazing but but Beth did then score and I was actually with one of Beth's friends who played with Beth last year in her girls team and has now moved to a different team she's a very very good footballer so it was lovely for Beth as well in front of her mate to score what one of the parents described as the goal of the season and it was just it was like about 30 yards out across the goal she curved it into the top corner I'm so unashamedly proud I'm sorry for being like proud mum but I'm just back from football and I'm just so happy for them all and I'm so happy for the coaches as well because I think anybody who coaches grassroots football you are or grassroots any sport do you call it grassroots in other sports if you don't play on grass if you're swimming is it grassroots swimming or is it wet blue swimming well whatever it is grassroots or wet blue or anything else anybody who volunteers you only have to look at the expressions on these kids faces you make such a difference to them and I, and I noticed that so much like lots of things with lockdowns when all grassroots sport or blue wet sport stopped for a period of time and you know, it just lifts the kids so much. You can have a shitty day at school and you can fall out with your mates in your class and then you go to you go to football and or wet swimming or whatever you're going to and it's just a chance to be in another place and honestly, yeah, just so, so grateful for, for all volunteers and so proud, so proud of both teams. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud of their opponents because, like I said, we've, we've been on the other side. We've, we've lost like 10, 11, 12 nil and it's shitty. So, yeah, I hope they're not feeling too downtrodden, pick themselves up and, and come back next week. But, yeah, so that's like that's like my match of the day style highlight. So the football games this reasons, I, I would love to be the person as a total aside who, who 
reads out those scores. And the man who does it, he's so clever, isn't he? Because he kind of like got this these inflections in his voice where he's like, Man United, one. Chelsea, 27. And you're like, yes, you really made me feel it. But then the reverse is true when he's like, Liverpool, five. Blackburn, zero. Is Blackburn even a team? Have I made up a team? Blackburn, no, they are a team, aren't they? I mean, what sort of football fan am I? I, I yeah, I'm going to stop. Maybe, maybe I won't go for that career in football commentary just yet. But I thought for today's podcast, it's a bit of a self-indulgent podcast today, but <laughs> I say that clearly every podcast is self-indulgent given it's me sitting in a room talking to myself. So maybe it's no more self-indulgent than, than, than all the rest. And like I said, I'm, I'm so grateful to all of you who, who are here. But I just I just wanted to share, share my joy. And I hope that's okay because I know lots of people are having a shitty time right now. I've had a shitty time right through the pandemic before the pandemic. But certainly for me, I've always taken great joy and encouragement from actually when people are having good times even if I am having a shitty time so so I hope you take all of this in the spirit it's intended I don't want to make anybody feel shit there's a there's a quote which I put into the post that I wrote about my birthday on on Facebook and it's not my quote it's a quote that that comes I don't know where it comes from but it's so true it's comparison is the thief of joy and it's one of the truest things I've ever read because the moment the moment you start comparing yourself with anybody else you are almost like destining yourself to feel like shit because you do you just feel like shit and I I kind of I have to check myself every now and then like if I write a post that perhaps hasn't landed as well as I want it to or you know kind of maybe I've had a couple of negative messages and, and then I look at like other bloggers out there and other people with Facebook pages and I'm like oh they're so much better than me and then I give myself like a head problem and I'm like what the fuck when you had like two people following you you'd have been happy to get like you know anybody at all responding to, to any of your posts so I think there's, there's a great quote in a in a book, mm, I think it's by Jeanette Winterson, it may not be, so I'm going to attribute this to, to Jeanette, Jeanette Winterson, because I think it is from her, but if it's not, I'm really sorry, I'm not meaning to inadvertently plagiarise anybody else by crediting Jeanette Winterson, but it's a quote along the lines, and I'm probably now going to misquote it, I don't know why I've started trying to quote quotes at you, where I don't know the words of the quote, or the author, or which book it's from, but anyway, bear with me, but it's something along the lines of every moment taken from the future is a moment lost forever, there is only the now, and that's so true, that is so true, and it's been really hard to do that during the pandemic because there's this constant you know I've had this real constant thing to go oh but at least one day it'll be better one day we can do this and 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 I get there is there is value in looking to the future particularly when things are really tough but I think also for all of us remembering to to appreciate the the here and now as well and oh my goodness did I appreciate the here and now last weekend when I turned 40 on the Saturday and originally as I think I said last last podcast I had all these plans and I was like my birthday's on the Saturday we're going to do like this three-day celebration do like a spa break then we're going to do a theatre we're going to stay in a hotel we're going to have lovely food going to be with like sort of my very closest family and friends big party amazing and and we did none of those things really and it was possibly more wonderful as as a result because I think I said this last year on my birthday as well like it feels like We've all had to lower our expectations, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because actually then I do find myself just appreciating those those little things even more. So one of my, my biggest birthday traditions that long-time listeners and readers will know about is I love a long walk. Oh, I love a long walk. And my very favourite long walk of all, which has now become, well, we've done it four years in a row, so I think we can call it a tradition, is on my birthday or this year on birthday eve, me and my daddy, my daddy lives 
two hours away from me. He's one of my best friends in the whole wide world. I tell him everything. And we go and we walk 16 miles round a walk nearby to me. It's a nice walk. It's all flat. I do approve of a flat walk. It's all flat. It's got all kinds of different terrain. And we just talk non-stop for the entire four, five hours it takes us to walk 16 miles. And it was just, it was just glorious. And like I say, just almost that thing of taking nothing for granted and just they share connections. And I'm, I'm so aware of how many people are coming out of the pandemic, not having their loved ones around, how many people don't have, you know, mums or dads or, or aunties or uncles, grandparents, the people they want to, to share those kind of experiences with. So, so I won't, you know, I won't have this forever. I try and cling on to every, everyone. I sound there slightly sinister, like I'm trying to kill my dad off. I'm not trying to kill you off, daddy. I love you. I'm sorry if you're listening to this. But it was just, it was just the best walk. And it finishes brilliantly with drinks at one of my favourite pubs in the world, which sits right on the edge of the harbour overlooking the sea. And I can tell you now, I've, you know, had drinks in many pubs over the years. There is no better drink in a pub than the drink in a pub which comes sat on one of the benches outside the pub overlooking the sea tired legs knowing you've done 16 miles it was it was like incandescent perfectness perfectness not a word maybe well I've made it up anyway we're making a lot of stuff up today clearly um it was just it was just lovely and then we came back and then my other great excitement which to be honest if I'd had nothing else you know if I'd done nothing else the, the the walk with my dad and then what I'm about to tell you about that that in itself would have been amazing so some of you know I've spoken before about my best friend in the world James who he and I were at drama school together weirdly my mum and his aunt worked together and we're like best mates and we didn't know that until we became best friends that is one of life's weirdest coincidences so yeah shout out auntie Barbara if you're listening and James and I have sort of we're supposed to have kind of like a long distance friendship for pretty much since we finished drama school he spent quite a bit of time in London so I was like maybe an hour and a half away or so but he has now moved probably about five hour drive away from me and with the pandemic and with his work and with my work we just haven't we haven't seen each other so the last time we'd seen each other and I can tell you the exact date it was the 1st of February 2020 and I can tell you the exact date because it was the day after dry January I do dry January every year it was the day after dry January so I met him and his husband in London after I'd been doing a, a blogging event actually and I just remember meeting them going into the the bar where we'd met and, and, and James just going we will have champagne I said yes we will have champagne champagne is the best way to break dry January. So James came down for my birthday. It was another Willy won't you moment because he had a cold and was feeling under the weather. So he went and got himself a PCR test and we were waiting for test results. So he had to delay coming down, couldn't get the flight he was planning to. But it did mean when the PCR test came back clear, he arrived at 5.30 in the evening on birthday eve and turned up at the station near me. And we just, I mean, we are not very good at like being sober and sensible and contained at the best of times. And my 40th birthday eve, when we haven't seen each other for 20, 18, 20 months, was definitely not the best of times. So so we, we enacted kind of like some weird sequel to the railway children maybe I'm only saying this because it was on a train platform and we were hysterical uh where I ran down the platform at him screaming and he ran down the platform at me screaming and we had the biggest hug in the world while probably all passers-by were like what the fuck and then entertainingly I then realized that in, in, in our wake further down the platform just looking at us shaking his head because he's very tolerant of us was mister I know I need to stop talking looking at the two of us going ah oh, Catherine and James are together again good excellent 
But but yeah, so then James came back, we had a takeaway in the evening, and then of course, birthday was on Saturday, so how do you start your 40th birthday celebrations on a Saturday? You go and watch Beth play football, of course, of course you do, of course you go and watch Beth play football. And yeah, I think she was both quite chuffed and also like, what the fuck, at the size of the entourage we brought, because obviously we had my dad, we had James, we even dragged Jamie out, we even dragged Jamie out there, James was like, oh, what, what, why are we going to football? It's like, it's my birthday, darling, he's like, Yes, you should let me celebrate it by staying in bed. Uh, no. So we went to the football and Mr. I Know I Need to Stop Talking entertainingly brought along a picnic hamper filled with flasks of coffee with Baileys. I don't like coffee and I didn't want to drink Baileys at that time in the morning, but it was rather delightful having everybody around me drinking drinking coffee with Baileys. And yeah, the picnic hamper certainly, certainly looked um, like we were expecting a totally different event altogether and not grassroots football. And then we went to the pub for lunch again, the little things, just appreciating being able to make a booking and sit in a pub and eat and drink with, with lots of my, my most loved people. And, you know, one of the side effects of the fact the pandemic clearly is, is still going on is, is I had scaled back my plans and it did mean that I couldn't be with everybody I wanted to be with. I couldn't be with my mum and my sister and, and some of my other closest friends. But again, you know, it's the it's the best side of social media, isn't it? The, the way that actually people get in touch. And, and honestly, you know, I was lucky to be bought some lovely gifts, but the greatest gift of all, genuinely, genuinely, was just hearing from and, and being in touch with, with people. Some of people you haven't spoken to, to for ages. And yeah, just, just, I just felt really fucking special. That's, that's probably the gist of what I'm trying to say. And then in, of course, in the evening on my birthday, and I think I said this last time that Beth's best mate's dad is a fine dining chef. So Rob came and cooked the most incredible meal for us in, in my house. I said to Miss Twenty, I need to stop talking afterwards. I said, I really think that I could get used to having a private chef and I know I need to stop talking, explain to me that I do not fund the kind of lifestyle which would afford myself a private chef. But for one night only, it was absolutely amazing. And the nice thing with the kids being a bit older now is they can join in and they can, and, and my kids, I think I said before, will will eat pretty much everything, whether whether that's through sheer sheer luck or, or fear, because I refuse to let my children not eat stuff. I'm like, nope. Nope, you eat it. Uh, so we had the most amazing, amazing menu. And entertainingly, my favourite moment was Jamie was um, Jamie was sitting at the table, and since he's had COVID, he's fine in himself, but he still can't smell anything. He's lost his he's lost his sense of smell. He can taste, he can't smell. So we're passing around. We had like some sharing starters. We're passing them around, and he was like, "Oh, I'd like some more of that pink cheese." I said, "What pink cheese?" I was like, "There, there isn't any pink cheese." And I'm thinking, "Oh, maybe he can't smell. Maybe he's got confused by something." Pink cheese, what, what, sweetheart? What, what, what pink cheese? There is no pink cheese. And he pointed over there, he went, that pink cheese. Oh, it's lovely, that pink cheese. I said, Jamie, I said, do you mean the pig's cheeks? Oh, yeah, he said, yeah, I probably do mean that. Pink cheese, fuck's sake, pink cheese. The only downside of having someone come and cook in your house, particularly someone who's, who's an incredible chef as, as Rob is, is then you have to get slightly mortified about the state of your own, own, own kitchen. And I had tidied my kitchen and cleaned it, to be clear. It's obviously, you know, not not on a par with restaurant style kitchens. And then the, and then the moment of horror came when Rob was using the ovens and all of a sudden our smoke alarms went off, which they do every time I use the ovens because my ovens badly need cleaning. And I have got somebody booked in, but they're not coming until this week to clean my ovens. And I know you're probably all thinking, oh, my God, clean your own fucking oven. I tried. It was a lockdown project. I tried. I brought the special stuff with the bags and I put the trays in the bags and I put them outside and I scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed. Fucking worked my ass off on those ovens and they ended up looking, if anything, worse than they had done before I'd started. So this time I'm calling in the professionals and I'm sure they will do a much, much better job than, than, than I would ever do. 
So yeah, we had the most amazing, amazing meal, incredible, incredible meal, and then Rob finished and, and disappeared. And then, of course, I, I, and it's one of those things that I occasionally forget. When we moved into this house, somehow, maybe I was drunk at the time, probably, Mr. I Know I Need to Stop Talking persuaded me that we should buy a dining table that turns into a pool table. And I was a bit scathing, despite agreeing, I was a bit scathing at the time, but do you know what's fucking brilliant? It's absolutely brilliant. It's slightly higher than a normal dining table, so you do have to get a little bit used to that. But yeah, there was nothing like, we slightly, every now, every now and then, because we don't use it very often as a pool table, we forget we've got it. And then we got to the end of the meal, the kids had gone upstairs to bed and we were like, oh, we could play pool. And so we did. We finished my birthday with competitive pool and it was just brilliant. And then I managed to give us all a little bit of an inadvertent sauna, not intentionally. I woke up in the middle of the night thinking that I had the meat sweats or the drink sweats or both the meat and the drink sweats. No, it turns out I'd managed to put my fucking heating on override. So I was like literally sweating up an absolute storm. But I was like, oh, it must just be me. I'll just open these windows further. <laughs> I got up the next morning to find like, my dad and James going, oh my God, like, what is this? We're sweating out the toxins, um, which is, yeah, not the ideal way to to treat a hangover, I, I can confirm. And then there was more football and there was more watching things. And then we basically went for another long walk. And I'm just literally looking over to my left here where Beth's having her belated sleepover with her best mate. And despite the fact, I think I said very clearly to both Beth and her best mate, I'm recording my podcast. Why didn't you stay up here? Beth's coming to get an ice pack to put on her friend's head because I don't even, I don't even know why. Um, good. Excellent. As I've said many times before, I do think professional podcasters probably have a slightly more professional setup than I do which is literally sitting in my kitchen while Beth and her best mate wander in with with an ice pack who knows who knows it's all part of the the mysterious mysterious world mysterious world of Beth so it really was it really was the best birthday it you know scaled down celebrations but it really was the best birthday and like I say I think it is just a sage reminder to me of the things that really do matter and then I came crashing back down to, to Earth with a bump this week when Brexit, not ASAP, ASAP usually the most troublesome of the cats, Brexit um, managed to walk into the house on Wednesday morning absolutely dripping with blood everywhere, which, requ- which then required an emergency trip to the vets. So I had Beth hysterical because Brexit's her favourite cat. So I had Beth like sobbing hysterically. And then I had Beth's best mate who's staying here now on the phone sobbing hysterically because she was worried about Brexit as well. I had Jamie sanguine as ever. We dropped Beth at school sobbing. I said, right, I'm going to take Brexit to the vets. I'm sure she'll be fine. I'll phone the school when we know what's going on. Then I had Jamie coming with me to the vets. And Jamie was like, well, if you think that, you know, Brexit would like somebody to be here with her while she's in the vets, mum, I could just stand outside the vets and, and miss school if that would be helpful. And in my nicest way, I explained to Jamie that this would not be something we would be looking looking to achieve. But Brexit's fine. She has probably had a fight with something, whether a cat or a dog or a fence or a fox who knows but she is yeah she's she's absolutely fine and yeah beth is beth is much recovered from the the emotional trauma i'm in fucking hell think children turn your hair gray pets it's like a next fucking level altogether so yeah so so birthday celebrations feel feel like a long a long way away but it was it was just wonderful and i, and I genuinely genuinely do feel and felt like like the luckiest girl in the world so so if you haven't perhaps been able to have celebrations the way that, that you would have wanted to, whether your birthday, family birthdays, or indeed anything else. I just hope, I hope there is lots of joy coming coming to you very soon, because I do think after a fucking torrid, 
torrid few months, everybody is is in need of some well-deserved joy and apparently an ice pack. I mean, I should probably go and be a slightly more responsible parent, shouldn't I, and go and see what the ice pack was about. So maybe I'll do that. I mean, they were both fine, but then it occurs to me, I haven't seen Jamie. Maybe they need the ice pack for Jamie. Oh my God, they've probably got him tied up somewhere. I should go and find out. So I hope you have lovely weeks, my loves. It's lovely to be back with you all. Take care of yourselves. Look after yourselves. Have a good week. I'll speak to you next week. Take care. Lots of love. Bye-bye.